Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I've done stories before about bad things happening to people's cars when the cars are in the possession of somebody else. Uh, for instance, the oil change guy, guy drops his uh, Jeep off at a dealership to have the oil changed, and a worker at the shop gets in his Jeep and it hits a coworker. As a result, the owner of the Jeep got sued, and I did a couple videos on that one. Uh, but this one here is just involving repairs and who pays for repairs when bad things happen to the car. When it goes astray while in the possession of the shop, Travis sent me a story from WBRZ. Brittany Weiss wrote it. Car stolen from a repair shop, owner on the hook for a repair bill. Out of Baton Rouge, a man says he's on the hook for car repair costs, even though the car was stolen from the collision center where the work was done. He contacted two on your side and feels frustrated about the whole scenario. Last week, thieves got the keys to two cars being repaired at a local collision center. The cars were driven off, and one of them rear-ended the other. A similar situation happened to another man in July, whose 2021 Kia Telluride was at the collision center, being repaired when it was stolen. Sheriff's deputies say thieves climbed a fence and attempted to steal one car, which they then used to ram a gate, That car was stuck on a curb and abandoned, but then the suspects took the other man's car and fled. So they got in, used one car as a smash and grab on the front gate, and the other car to get out. The owner of the collision center tells two on your side that the keys were left in the vehicle and it was unlocked. But he apparently thought, well, I've got a a fence around here and a gate, and the gate's locked. But the keys were left in the unlocked vehicle, according to the center owner talking to the TV station. Now, the owner of the vehicle in the second story says he did not receive a call from the collision center telling him that the work was finished. So he's saying, basically, look, if they told me my car was finished, I would have come in and picked it up. Says he never got that call. At this point, we never got a call saying your car is complete, come pick it up. The insurance never got a call either. So he never got his car back. Uh, He says it was found by state police in North Baton Rouge, crashed and riddled with bullet holes. (laughs) So apparently, it came out on the wrong end of a shootout. Uh, In early August, the collision place called that man looking for the balance due on his vehicle, which they said was $3,500. It was a bill that he did not agree to pay because he didn't get his car back. He's like, why should I pay for repairs to my car, which was stolen while in your possession. So he also says he never even saw the car and therefore was unable to tell if they'd actually made any repairs or what repairs were left to be made. How does he know they even did any repairs? Maybe he dropped the car off and before they fixed it, it got stolen. Who knows? At this point, we felt like we're paying for something. We don't know it's done or completed, he said. So the collision shop took that man to small claims court And a justice of the peace ruled in favor of the collision company. Now, we'll get to that in a second. And I will admit that the way small claims works varies wildly from state to state. But I'll also point out to you very quickly, there's a justice of the peace, which is often a designation to indicate that somebody is not a judge. In that ruling, the justice says that because the man couldn't prove the repairs were not made, he'd have to pay the bill. Judge also said that wording in the contract covers the collision center being paid for its work. 
Contract says that all parts and materials purchased are final. And if the automobile is removed from the center before repairs are complete, all parts and refinished materials will be billed at vendor list price and labor expended at the duly posted rate. Now, the man here says if he knew then what he knows now, things would have been different. Make sure you read the contract, and if you see something in there you don't like, or if you think is worded a certain way, ask about it. If you don't want to change it, bring it somewhere else. The owner of the collision place did not offer comment to two on your side. Uh, the man who owns the car says he is considering his options to either appeal the case or pay the bill. So the first thing you got to point out is the fact that it happened in small claims court. In many states, small claims court is done. It's final. You go to small claims court, you win or lose, it's over. Some places you can appeal it. And some places also say that if you get dragged into small claims court, you have the right to bump it into regular court if you want to. And putting it into regular court means you're going to follow different rules. You might be in front of a different judge. And, and if something goes wildly awry, you can appeal it. So if you find yourself in small claims court and you worry about what might happen to you there, talk to an attorney about possibly moving it out of small claims court. So the fact that this was a magistrate instead of an actual judge may also indicate, and I saw some comments under one of these stories where somebody said the magistrate might not have any legal training. And I know some states still allow that. In Michigan, judges have to be lawyers. They have to have a law degree. Uh, but that didn't always used to be the case. And I've heard of states that still, to this day, will let anybody who wants to run for magistrate. And if you get elected, congratulations, you're a magistrate. Because it says here that the judge said the defendant couldn't prove that repairs were not made. And I'm pretty sure that Almost all of you caught the fact that that's backwards. It's up to the repair shop to prove they did the repairs. Then, if so, then you worry about whether the guy's got a defense or not. But the square one is, were the repairs made? Prove it. Yes, they were made. Okay, is the guy still on the hook after his car got stolen, apparently through some potential negligence on the part of the repair shop? And that's the other question. And that is, does Louisiana not have laws that say that if you give your car to somebody and they're going to work on it for profit, that it creates a bailment, that they're supposed to protect your property and they have a fiduciary duty to protect it and, and, and keep it from coming to harm? And if they fail in that, then it's on them? No such law, really? Finally, the contract says that all parts and materials purchased are final, and if the automobile is removed from the center before repairs are complete, all parts and materials will be billed at the blah, 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 blah. If it simply says, if it happens that the car gets removed, the question is, does that cover the car being stolen by an unknown third party? And most people would tell you that when you're reading a contract, uh, you can, if you want to, say, Steve, I'm going to play lawyer on you here and say that, contract says removed. Doesn't say by whom. Says if the car is removed. Well, the question is this. Two things. One is, when the average person reads that, what would it mean if the car gets removed before payment is made? Most people say that means if I come in and I sneak in and I grab my car. Or I have someone go in and sneak in and grab it for me. But I wouldn't anticipate that covers the shop 
for letting the car get stolen through their negligence? Really? Because <laughs> if that's what the contract means, it would be unconscionable. Because what this dealership could do is just let cars get stolen and tell these people you can't prove the repairs weren't done because apparently magistrates buy that in Louisiana (laughs) and go from there. So I think that most people would say that clause would appear to be saying if somebody came in and grabbed their own car. And many states, it creates a mechanics lien if they do work on the car and the owner comes and snags it before it gets paid. The mechanic or the people who work the car still get to go after them for their money and can possibly even go after the car because that's what a lien will do for you. But simply saying that if the car is removed and saying, well, that covers us if someone steals the car after we leave the keys in it and it's unlocked. (laughs) I worked at a gas station. I mentioned this before. And I remember when there were customer cars on the lot the owner of the station would tell us, before you guys lock up tonight, you check all the cars and make sure all the keys are where they belong. And the keys were inside the building, and the cars outside were locked. Now, we were at a gas station that did not have a fence around. So people could have theoretically walked onto our lot and looked into the cars, but the cars would have been locked. Could someone have smashed a window up and stolen a car? Yeah, they could have. But it would require them hot-wearing the car or also breaking into the gas station and stealing the keys from inside the gas station, which never happened any time I was there, nor did I ever hear of it happening before or after that because I knew the owners of the station. I think I would have heard about that. Didn't happen. So the idea of who owes money on the car when it gets removed from the lot, I think most people would say, well, the only way that sentence makes any sense that's fair is it talks about the car being removed that would probably be at the direction of the owner of the vehicle. But the guy, I think, here may have missed his opportunity to best defend the case because when the guy sued him in small claims court, he could have spoken to an attorney who said, hey, let's yank this up in the general civil and defend there and we will argue that there was a bailment or uh, some kind of uh, garage keeper liability. Uh, garage keeper liability is the concept that if you drop your vehicle off someplace and they make a profit off what they're doing for you with that car, they could be repairing it, changing the oil, doing body work on it, even detailing it, that while it's in their possession, it's on them as to what happens with that car. And most shops have insurance to cover such things. So that's another issue that was not raised in this story. Travis, thanks for sending it from WBRZ. Car stolen from repair shop, owner on the hook for repair bill. And it's apparently happened more than once at that place. Questions, your comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Housework is something you do that nobody notices until you don't do it.